Hello and welcome to the Raptor Show on Sportsnet. I'm your host, Wayne Lou. This is the last, but a very, very happy Canada Basketball Reaction Podcast where the Canadians in the bronze medal match in the much-anticipated game against Team USA, uh, Canada comes out on top and in a very memorable way. Like, it's 127 to 118, but it was very memorable because it went to overtime, because it had a miracle moment, but then it had just much, much better play from the Canadians overall. Shea Gilchrist Alexander, Dylan Brooks, your two heroes from this tournament led the way the entire time, especially from after the group stages, um, all throughout the quarterfinal, the semifinal, you know, here in the bronze medal match, you know, like they have just been so vital and crucial to everything Canada has done. And they saved their absolute best for last. They were the best two games, the best two players in this game. And, and it involved <laughs> it involved the Americans. And I and I look, I know that this is not the, the prime time American team. This is nowhere close to it. You know, I actually just recorded the slander pod portion, which is going to come up after this. And it's quite long, but it's I think it was quite fitting. Well, we definitely went in on the, the Americans, but like, I don't care, man. It's still USA in the front and it still feels amazing to beat this team. Not just because there's this like little brother, big brother, you know, thing with Canada, the United States, all the Canada always is dismissed in that sort of notion. I mean, trust me, no one in the States cares about Canada like that. Um, but obviously we here definitely care about beating them um, in any sort of sporting competition, but especially at their own game, like basketball to me is like America's game. Like it, it's, more so than than baseball, because not enough teams play baseball worldwide. With all due respect, right? Not enough. No, no other teams really in the world play football like that. Like Canada, I guess we have the Canadian Football League. No disrespect, but like realistically, they can't compete with the rest of the world in football. Um, to me, basketball is that one global game that everyone plays that the USA dominates. And I know that this is not anywhere close to anything that the United States have put out in the past. But well, like I, I'm just. You know, you know, there's still tons of great players on that squad and you have to really go out there and beat them. And, you know, I made this point later on, too, but I'll make it here again. Like Canada didn't beat USA playing the slow it down, drag it out um, kind of games, which was kind of the recipe to upset USA in the past. Right. You slow the game down. You know, you play the little FIBA basketball, whatever, quote unquote. Um, and then, you know, you force them into a half court game and then you you like sucker punch them at the end or something. That's a lot of times that USA has lost. It's sort of been in that fashion. This game, similar to how Germany beat them in that semifinal on Friday, was Canada playing an NBA-style game, saying, you know, you want to do this? You want to play small ball? You want to go up and down with me? Let's do it. And Canada beat them at that game. You know, it, this game obviously wasn't as physical, wasn't as intense. You know, I think... um you know, part of it is the fact that it's a bronze medal match. You know, I, I think that it's it's in hu human nature, really, to, like, drop off just a little bit if you can't get everything at the end, you know. But at the same time, the style of the game was like an NBA-style game. And Canada just outplayed the United States at that game. That's the thing. It wasn't like Canada threw, like, curveballs at the States and slowed it down and, and you know, you know, played like again, this was in Canada versus Brazil, for example, where Canada lost earlier. It was like, oh, okay, that was like different. No, like this was this was just what what kind of game you guys want to play will beat you at that. And when you look across the board, I mean, obviously Canada has a lot of USA or has a lot of NBA players playing the USA, but like 
to me, it just felt like Canada had both the talent and also the will to, to execute in this kind of game because Canada played sharp and they were on top from the very start. Um, they got themselves up double digits in the first quarter. They played a lot of great team basketball. They moved it around beautifully. Um, credit to Jordy Fernandez, and he's going to get a lot of credit throughout the course of this pod, but credit to Jordy Fernandez. He goes with another uh, adjustment, similar to in the second half against Spain, where he benched Kelly Olenek and he put in Lou Dort. He does the same thing, except he does it at the start of the game against USA. And I think it gave Canada a lot more flexibility in terms of how they wanted to defend the States. Um, you know, you have your five best defenders, I would say, um, overall, just on the floor at, at the same time. You have Lou and Dylan. And listen, you you know, there's a lot of logic, I suppose, in keeping Lou and Dylan as sort of this platoon. And if I one guy's in foul trouble, the other guy comes in and, you know, they can maintain that kind of defense. The thing with U.S. is like they have so many threats that you want to put multiple stoppers on because they have multiple scores, right? And so, you know, you have the luxury of saying, okay, you know what, I'm going to put Lou Dort on um, Jalen Brunson. And that's a very physical guard. And, you know, Brunson even got a couple of tough buckets to drop against Lou. But for the most part, you can accept the fact that, you know, Jalen Brunson had 13 points. Um, you know, and then you have Dylan Brooks guarding Anthony Edwards, which is how, how you want it. Your best defender against their best attacker. You can keep Shea on a more off-ball type of player, whether it's Josh Hart, whether it's Mikel Bridges. Either way, they're not as featured. You can save Shea some effort on defense on that front. Um, and then you can kind of just match up from there. But I thought Canada did a really good job. I mean, they just played much better as a group. Like, they they played better team basketball. And I would say that the improvements to be made for Canada is to play better team basketball. It is to definitely space it better. It's definitely the execution has to be a little stronger. You know, you saw that, you know, they were just outclassed against Serbia, for example, who played to me, the pinnacle of team basketball on both ends of the floor, how they defended, how they scored was great. I think Canada has a way to improve in that one. But compared to the States, I mean, Canada played excellent to start the game. And Canada was really rolling um, until they started bringing in their secondary players. Now, I wasn't totally sure what Jordy's plan was in this game. Was it uh, an instance where he wanted to go for the medal and play all out and come out of this tournament with some silverware? Or was it about giving guys and rewarding them with some minutes um, in, in a tournament where he's brought all these guys, but realistically they only played like seven, which is the, the seven NBA players in the roster. And you saw guys come into the first, you know, a quarter, you know, like uh, Melvin Edgem came into the game, which I'm like, okay, uh, you know, Melvin is fine-ish to me, you know, um, you know, then Phil Scrub came into the game and then Zach Eady came into the game. And I'm just like, I, I don't know. Like, if it's going to be one of those games where we're just going to empty out the bench and give them minutes because we haven't really done so in this tournament outside of, like, you know, the group stage where they were able to wash, like, Lebanon or even come back or even in the French game that these guys got in some minutes. But um, if that's the goal, then fine. But you're probably not going to be able to compete with the States who, if uh, the States, quote-unquote, empties their bench. And by the way, the States' bench has been better than their starting lineup pretty much all tournament. And I know that Jordy and his staff understand that as well. You can't put in your B team against their, essentially their best version on their bench. And that's exactly what happened. Like poor Zach Eady. I mean, I don't, I don't think he's ready for this level. I think he definitely has some mobility issues um, at, at this level. Um, defensively, he had a, a number of lapses and some of it's his fault. Some of it's recognition, but mostly it's just, you know, he can't help the fact that he has slow feet. Like it, it's, it's really tough watching it. Um, but he was a minus 15 in two minutes in a game that Canada won by nine points. Think about that. 
in two minutes, Canada lost with Zach Eady on the floor. Canada lost by 15 points, and overall Canada won by nine. So, like, Canada is literally plus 24 in the uh, in the in in what 43 of the of the 45 minutes that were played because there was overtime in this one. So, um, Canada goes to the second unit. The states are able to come back and regain momentum, and and they even take the lead. And, and I, I credit Canada for this because they were able to compose themselves and at least go into halftime with the advantage. Um, and I, I think that for me, um, you know, the, the leaders of that push at the end of the second quarter was Shea getting going. And Shea has consistently started slow in the tournament. He's not as aggressive as he is, as ball dominant as he is uh, at towards the end of the games where he takes over and he's in full control. Um but he doesn't really get going in the first quarter. Canada's able to, you know, just play great team basketball. They're hitting threes as well. RJ was doing great. So all that's good. Kelly Olenek came in and gave them a big boost as well off the bench. Played really well in that role. Um, but, yeah, USA goes on a 17-2 to run, and they take the lead with a Cam Johnson corner three. And then after that point, all my notes just say Dylan Brooks and <laughs> Shea Gilch's Alexander uh, because Dylan Brooks ends up snapping the run with a pull-up three. To put Canada back up on top. Then Shea Gilchrist Alexander with the hesitation move in transition, drive, and one finish. Then Shea with the hard drive in the lane, up fake uh, to lift the defender and then float the, sh- the, the shot over top of uh, two players for another really, really tough bucket. Then Shea gets to the rim three more times in, in a row, uh, once where he was fouled and twice where he was able to score. And then Shea posts up Austin Reeves, draws a double team, kicks out to Dylan Brooks with another three to put Canada back into the lead once again. Then Dylan Brooks hits a pull-up three after that. He's 5-4-5 at this point, and Canada's up two heading into the end of the first half. And I would have felt really bad for Canada. I think that would have really you know, deflated their tires, so to speak, if they were down. After thoroughly, in my opinion, outplaying USA for all but maybe two minutes in that first half, really? Like, you know, that... They, they were excellent, and, and somehow there was no two-point game, but at least they're still up, and at least they're still playing better basketball. But you do worry a little bit. You know, I was worried, for example, watching USA versus Germany, and maybe this is just my, you know, bias of th- in terms of, like, giving USA too much credit, but Canada, to me, I was a little worried because I'm like, all right, if we want to go shot for shot for the States, like, they have so much firepower, who knows? And I was worried about Germany in the same way. Here's the thing. The second half played out the same way as how the USA and, and Germany played out the second half. USA still doesn't come out and play defense in the third quarter. In fact, Canada jumps over them again, right? First possession, Shea gets a double team. He swings it to Dylan Brooks, who drops him for a layup. Then Brooks gets a steal, hits it ahead to Shea in transition for a layup. Then Shea gets a double team, swings it out. Dylan hits a three at the top. And so, you know, even though Canada was in that same pattern in the first half, USA's adjustments in the second half weren't strong enough whether from the coaches or from the players in terms of executing. There was no urgency or anything like that. It wasn't like the States were like, all right, come out at the halftime, we're going to turn it on. The U.S. States didn't turn it on, quote-unquote, until the fourth quarter for like three minutes. And it's just arrogant to just show up for like, oh, you know, like we're going to send our B team and uh, we're not going to play hard throughout that turn. Oh, like we're in the bronze medal match and maybe, oh, whatever, we don't really care. And then, oh, in that whole game, we're only going to play for three minutes. Like, it's so lame. Nothing is lamer to me, like at all in sports than when, when they don't come to compete. And this is not me trying to discredit the team. This is this is like very clear-cut opportunities where you could see a, a lack of want and a lack of effort. Like, Canada will be on the fast break, and they'll have four guys running out, um, and, and 
on a play where Canada's probably going to score anyway, they have four players running out and USA has two and nobody else is even trying to hustle to cut back. It's like, like, why are you here then? You know what I mean? But regardless, Canada comes out, they're playing great. And third quarter, I just thought that Shea was going to take over. And that that's sort of been the pattern all tournament. Shea definitely takes it to a different level. I, I don't know if he's reading the game. I don't know if it's just like um, uh, understanding where his teammates are. I don't, I don't know if it's just like he's pacing himself. I, I, but regardless, I have full trust that Shea is that quality of player where if he once he turns it on, it's up to him. You know what I mean? Like certain players are, are on because the defense is forcing the ball in their direction or they're on because they're open or they're on because defenses haven't adjusted yet. Shea to me is the rare player where he's so good. He decides when he's on and what he does, he's able to turn it on. Cause that's the thing. A lot of players, if you wait and you wait to try to turn it on, you can't like a lot of stars on the, the star players on the States, they couldn't get it going. You know, Jalen Brunson to me, couldn't really get it going. Tyrese Halliburton, kind of just a guy making an extra pass like eh, okay all right like he couldn't really get his game on so so to speak right like you know anthony edwards is the only guy who would say he could get his own and turn it on but he doesn't really do enough secondary things where you know he hurts you that much like if you turn him into a passer and i thought canada could have made that adjustment a little bit earlier i even said it at halftime i tweeted it and i was like i wouldn't mind seeing canada trap anthony edwards coming off of high pick and rolls because he was hurting Canada as a scorer. And he, I know he's the most lethal scorer in the States. Like he can turn it on a little bit, but he's turning it on mostly with like mid range pull-ups. You know, if he gets all the way to the basket, he'll dunk on you. Obviously we know that, you know, uh, once again, sorry to Utah, but I salute the effort. Um, but like they don't have that star power that Shea does where Shea's fully in control. Like he dictates when he's going. And the thing with Shea, you know, turning it on doesn't necessarily mean he has to score every single time, right? Like Shea in the third quarter turned it on in the sense that the United States was sending double teams at him and and Shea was making the right passes out there and he trusting it. Like Shea finished this game with what, 12 assists, I think? Yeah, how many assists? Yeah, 12 assists in 40 minutes. Like he was excellent. And obviously Canada needs to make shots and the teammates around him did great. Dylan in particular, uh, you know, Canada shot 17 of 37 from three, which is really good mark. But A... You know, USA played bad defense just in general in terms of not lacking, not playing with urgency. But B, they weren't, they were also leaving guys open. Like they were choosing to double team Shea on these drives or even just doubled him at the top straight up. And so guys are going to be open for open shots and they knocked them down. Surprise, surprise. We got NBA players too, you know, and our guys look better than your guys. Again, Canada had like the two undisputed best players on the floor in Dylan Brooks and, and, and Shea. And so, we're talking about Shea getting downhill for a jumper. Shea crossover into a downhill drive, getting fouled. Shea drives into the crowd, up fake, step through, uh, lifts Walker Kessler, and then goes in for an one layup. Like, you know, he's just, he's going nuts. And USA goes to a zone for like one possession, I felt like. They go to a zone after a timeout, and RJ Barrett has the ball in the wing, and he looks at Walker Kessler, who's sagging off of him, and he just nails a three in his eye. It's like, Yo, listen, I, I know R.J. Barrett is up and down. Trust me, I have my complaints about R.J. Barrett, uh, which we'll actually get to here. But, like, I mean, what, you're just not going to guard him? Like, really? That's not Ben Simmons. Like, it's not even close to Ben Simmons. R.J. Barrett can knock down a shot, man. Have you seen what R.J. Barrett does for Team Canada? Like, you know, like, respect him, please, right? He knocks it down. USA gets out of that zone. Shea keeps driving. Shea one-on-one crossover, pullback jumper over Ty- Tyrese Halliburton. Shea offensive rebound. Um, after Canada misses an open three and then hits R.J. Barrett cutting behind the play, uh, and he tries to dunk on, I don't even know who it was, probably Bobby Portis, I think. 
Um, and he gets fouled, goes to the foul line. And so Canada's leading by nine. They have seized control largely through Shea, largely through Dylan Brooks, and through RJ as well. Those th- that was the three-headed monster today. And they lead by nine after the third quarter. And here's the thing. USA was always going to come back, right? Like, they have that kind of firepower where, you know, um, Austin Reeves, who is a pretty good offensive engine for this group, you know, he has just an uncanny ability to just draw every foul possible um, and also to make tough leaning buckets. So I actually, I credit to him. He actually turned his game on, uh, but he's not like a takeover kind of player like that. Um, also, Canada went to their bench. And again, like, I don't want to harp on these guys. Like, it's, I appreciate all these guys for coming in, but I'm just talking about in terms of the basketball execution, it just wasn't made. Like, for example, Melvin Edgem came into the game and I thought he played a f- solid first shift. Like, I'm never going to be wowed by what he does, but, you know, he hit a three and then he made a pass, I think, for another three. So those are good. Those are good things. But the play's not made in the fourth quarter by Melvin Edgem. He was wide open for a corner three, missed it. Okay, that's fine. He's in transition, tries to find Dylan Brooks. He's running a three-run fast break, trying to hit him on the wing, and he over he overcooks the pass, and it sails out of bounds. So instead of Canada getting a, pretty much a guaranteed bucket in transition, uh, after a stop, they give it right back to the States. You know, there was Melvin Edgem who gets who, who fouls Bobby Portis on a post-up. And whatever, it was a weak call, but he did have an elbow in the back, and he kind of, like, you know, had an arm up as well blocking the shot. So... It's a for me. It was a kind of a no call, but they called a foul on him in the post. Um, but still, you know, USA recognized okay, we can we can post them, and they did, and they scored uh, on the free throws with Bobby Portis, and then Austin Reeves, um, you know, he's going one on one against Melvin, and Melvin's fouling him as well, also for free throws. So just in the little bit of time where Canada went to their bench. Um, it, it the lead started to, to fade really quickly. And in fact, the United States went on a 10 nothing run to take the lead in the fourth quarter. And it was getting the crowd into it. Because, you know, like, basically, I mean, this tournament has really revealed it. But I think most people who follow basketball or most people who are Asian basketball fans already knew this. So much of the Asian Pacific, um, A, first off, is, like, hugely into basketball. Like, you know, the tournament being in the Philippines makes complete sense to me. And it's a very fitting reward because of how loyal the fans are there. Like, they're, like, like we're complaining about having to wake up at 4 a.m. to watch two games in the semifinal and the final here. Like, that's what they do all the time, right? They're, 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 they're used to this kind of stuff. But, like, these fans are Laker fans and they're Warrior fans. Like, predominantly. That might be, like, 80% of the fan base of the people there are, are Lakers and Warriors fans. And especially... Because of how many ties they have to the States, you know, there's obviously a lot of Filipinos who, you know, have family in the States, have, you know, relatives in the States, have definitely visited the States, receive a lot of media from the States. Like, you know, you cannot really overstate the influence that the United States has in the Philippines. They're cheering for the States. And so when they go on this run, it's it's loud, it's deafening in there. And the ten nothing run was oh it was Bridges I'm oh, sorry it was it, Melvin fouled Bridges not uh, not not uh, Reeves, um, but it was the two free throws from Mikel Bridges, it was a Halliburton corner three, it was Austin Reeves getting in for a layup and then Halliburton with another three after Bridges won a tip out and Bridges did win a lot of tip outs so it's gonna be a big pattern here in the fourth quarter they take the lead, thankfully Canada calls timeout they put in their starting five and uh, from this game which was Kelly with Lou Dort. Uh, Dylan Brooks, RJ Barrett, and Che Gibbs Alexander, they go with that starting five, and they're like, we just got to make the push right here because we cannot lose this game where we have outplayed the States for all except for, like, maybe four minutes. And credit to the States for having the firepower to come back in just those four minutes alone. But we are not going to lose this game kind of like that. And, you know, it was Shea getting on transition after a stop. 
missed the layup, kind of forced it, but Lou Dort following up the play, hustle play. Again, how many plays the States make hustle plays? I don't know. But I do know from Canada's perspective, you know, Lou Dort follows up the play and that stops the run. And you, sometimes you just got to end the run no matter how. It doesn't have to be a pretty basket. Uh, just end the run somehow, right? Then Dylan Brooks slashes to the basket after, uh, you know, Shea gets doubled at the top. And Brooks slashed all the way through the lane, somehow got to the rim and made the layup. Um, you know, uh, RJ scores in transition, a good read there. Um, that gives Canada a 198 lead with four minutes left. And then this is where the game got really kind of wonky for me because USA was basically playing like anybody but Shea defense. And that's part of the reason why Dylan Brooks had 39 points or that RJ Barrett even had 24 points. It's like they were so the, the offense down the stretch was Canada would bring the ball up, Mikhail Bridges would be on Shea Gilgis Alexander, right? Then whoever Austin Reeves was guarding would come over to set the screen. So a lot of the times it was Dylan Brooks, a lot of times it was RJ. He'd come over to set the screen. Um, and then, you know, Kanda would try to set a farm screen and then come off and flare off of that screen so that, um, you know, it creates this opportunity where Shea can attack the mismatch against Reeves. The States know this. And so instead of like allowing that one-on-one matchup to happen, what happened with Mikhail Bridges would, or Reeves would stay linger on the uh, switch initially, but then Bridges would come back over and come out with a double team. And so whoever that screener was, whether it was Dylan or RJ, they would be wide open. And, you know, can it was just Canada's job um, to, A, space the floor out, and also Shea's job to deliver the passes out. And Shea did a great job of delivering those passes out. However, that does force other guys to beat you. And Dylan was able to do it, but RJ had some hit or miss moments. You know, he missed two open threes, for example. He, he forced a shot in transition, turned it over. Josh Hart went back the other way for a layup, um, which was a, just a really bad play, right? But then you also have some really good ones where... You know, uh, Canada was able to move the ball around, get it to Dylan Brooks in the middle of the floor. He was a screener. He gets in the middle of the floor, and then he kicks it out to RJ after the rotation comes to him, and RJ hits a three at the top, and that put Canada up one. So, you know, that was good. But then you also have some bad ones where uh, RJ Barrett fell asleep on defense. Uh, Anthony Edwards was driving, kicked it out to the corner, and Barrett, I thought for a second, Barrett was maybe stunting at the wing, but the wing shooter was Josh Hart, and it was not his man. And his man was Mikel Bridges, and he just fell asleep on the corner shooter, um, helping on nothing, really. And not only did he allow the three to, to, to happen, but he also closed out too late and fouled Mikel Bridges for a four-point play which like with, like, two minutes left. Now, thankfully, Mikel Bridges missed the free throw, uh, and obviously every point counts down the stretch like that. But that's just a vital, vital error off the ball. Thankfully, though, Canada is able to get more offense to come out, right? Shea gets doubled at the top. He's able to swing it to Dylan Brooks, uh, who who uh, knocks down a three, uh, which was huge. Um, then, you know, RJ doesn't box out um, Mikael Bridges, who crashes in from the corner. And Bridges has great length, but he jumps over and he taps it out. That leads to Anthony Edwards uh, slashing back in for a layup. That tied the game. Uh, then Shea is doubled out top. Um same kind of play, swings it to Dylan Brooks. The rotation comes to run him off the three-point line. Dylan Brooks attacks the closeout, drives all the way to the basket, uh, gets fouled, goes for one of two. That ties the game, actually. Uh, this is in the last minute now. Uh, so it's tie game. The Spades come back. Halliburton has a open but fairly long three, missed it. Canada gets the rebound. And at this point, it's one-on-one. Shea versus um, Bridges. It seemed like he wanted the screen to come over from RJ to get the switch against uh, Reeves, which was kind of the strategy of this whole game, but instead Shea kind of just waved it all off to, I just want one guy, 
And here's the thing. You're talking about Shea going against Mikel Bridges, who people talk about as all-defensive player. Well, not just talk about. He he wins all-defensive you know, nominations. He's a guy who has been in a defensive player of the year conversation before. Just an objectively great wing defender, right? And he's going at him one-on-one. Does a cross-back, pull-back, uh, crosses over, then snatches back for the step-back mid-range jumper. His go-to move. Uh, and he knocks it down, even though Bridges is right there for the contest, like so damn close, almost blocking the shot. I don't know how Shea saw the rim. It's just all touch and feel at that point and repetition. He knocks it down to give Canada a two-point lead. Um, then, okay, at that point, it's like 40 seconds left. The States have the ball, right? Edwards tries to attack. He gets the switch. He gets on. Uh, he gets Shea on the switch, and he tries to attack Shea. Shea stays with him one-on-one, just like in the other games, just like against Slovenia, just like against Spain. Shea not only gives you the game-winning bucket, which what it should have been, actually, but he also gives you the, the stop as well. Because the same thing he did in Slovenia is the same thing he did here, where uh, or the same thing he did against Spain. Edwards tries to go one-on-one against Shea. Shea stays in front of him, and Edwards has been getting by everybody at this point. Uh, Shea stays vertical, challenges the shot. And Edwards misses. Uh, Canada gets the rebound. Dylan Brooks gets fouled. He goes to the foul and he makes two. And so Canada at this point uh, has a four-point lead with like I think 20 seconds left. It's USA ball, right? The USA come out and I'm not totally sure. Like actually, I don't even think they can call timeout for some reason, which is strange to me. But I've seen USA go for quick twos in this in, in this opportunity. So they kind of try to do a little quick two thing. Um, Austin Reeves tries to, you know, do a little leaning, twisting, maybe draw a foul. Canada's in the bonus, or they're in the bonus. Uh, Dylan Brooks blocks him the first time. Uh, USA is able to secure the rebound, and then Austin Reeves is able to get the ball back. Shoots a quick baseline jumper, misses that as well. And at this point, there's like four seconds left, and all Canada needs to do is secure the ball, and they win the game, right? They just need to secure the rebound. But for the third time in the quarter already, Mikhail Bridges jumps over RJ Barrett, and gets the rebound. RJ fouls him, which stops the clock, and it puts Mikel Bridges at the free throw line. Now, that to me was the error. To me, that's the error, not what happened afterwards. Which you know, um, you know, USA puts in the rebounders. You know, Jordy responds by putting in his rebounders, and then a lot of people are going to blame Zach Eady for the play. And and I'm trust me, his, his feet were very slow. I, I'm I'm if you want to blame him, that's fine with me too. But that's a physical limitation that the coach should really manage. Um, but or Dylan Brooks could have boxed out Mikel Bridges, who was the foul shooter, because he goes to the free throw line down four, four seconds left, makes the first free throw. And then he kind of yells over to the bench, Steve Kerr, blah, 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 all the kind of yelling at him, whatever. And it was pretty clear that they he wanted to miss the second free throw, get the ball back, and then, you know, for for you know, USA to get a shot to uh to hit the three to tie. And the the play was very chaotic, but what happened was Bridges shot the free throw with the intention to miss. It rimmed out towards the right, and um, Edie did his job by boxing down his man, but the ball also kind of rolled right past him, and I thought he could have made more of an effort to get there. Uh, but Kel Bridges, knowing where the free throw was going to be missed, um, tracked it down. Now, this is where Dylan Brooks, who I believe was on the left side of the lane, should have come over and boxed out the shooter on the free throw. He didn't box out the shooter on the free throw. Because maybe he wasn't expecting the shot to miss. I, I don't really understand. It was all chaotic and it all happened very quickly. Uh, but Mikhail Bridges is completely not boxed out. He tracks the flight of the ball, of the rebound, towards the right corner, which takes him perfectly into the corner. He steps behind the three-point line. Uh, Brooks realizes a little too late, jumps out at him with a huge closeout, all the effort in the world, but Bridges knocks it down. And instead, Can- USA gets a miracle. They stun Canada. Canada had literally the bronze medal right in their hands. All they needed to do was 
you know, RJ Nate to box out Bridges. Again, once he's already won two other tapouts on you in the last quarter, and you're not have you don't have any other responsibility other than boxing him out. It's not like he was in rotation and he had to like, find him, whatever. He's right beside you. You have to box him out. Could not have allowed that rebound. Should not have fouled him. And then a slew of mistakes afterwards. But regardless, just a great play by Mikel Bridges. Gives USA life. Canada has like 0.6 seconds left. They get it to Kelly off the inbound and he throws up like a 40-foot heave. It actually was kind of close, but, you know, whatever. That, that kind of shot never goes in. So it is now going to overtime. And obviously, you know, I feel bad. Like, there was so much going against Canada in that last minute there that they should have just won. Like, I felt like they won the game and there was a frustration. But I think, you know, similarly to, you know, when the times where Canada would go to over or when, when you know, the Raptors, when they had Kawhi and it was like, okay, we're going to overtime. I'm like, I'm not as worried. You see, in the back of my mind, I'm like, we still have the best player. And to me, like, you couldn't have known that Shea was going to play it out exactly as well as he did. But, like, Shea was so good, man. First play of the game, you know, they did a really clever play where they're trying to deny Shea, right? So if he has the ball, he's going to see a double team. So what they did was they brought, they had Shea bring the ball up put it into the post to Dwight Powell uh, on one side of the floor. Then Shea made a hard cut towards the mid-range area where then um, Powell was able to throw a bounce pass across the post uh, to the other side, and Shea was able to catch it and immediately shoot it. And honestly, it was pretty good defense by the States. They were right there. It's not even like it's a contested mid-range jumper, but Shea's so good and has such great touch of it, it's automatic. Can't let him get to his spots, right? I kept saying that all, all the way throughout. Um, then the next play down. So uh, Canada is up two. The United States goes to the foul line, makes one of two. So it's a one-point game. And Shea has a ball up top. I think the States screwed up their coverage because they actually allowed the switch to Reeves because typically what they wanted to do was to just double-team the ball when Shea had it. They gave up the switch to Reeves one-on-one accidentally. Uh, and then so Bridges was trying to get back into the play to double-team. Shea seeing this... Not only does he cross over and step back, but when he crosses over and steps back, he gets the separation from his man, Austin Reeves, and then Mikel Bridges, who's just the help defender, he gets crossed up and falls over. I've never seen a crossover drop the help defender. You know what I mean? Like, not only did Shea cross up his guy in terms of gaining the space, now Reeves stayed on his feet, but Reeves is not playing defense that hard, so I get it. He stays on his feet, but he gets the separation to shoot from him, but he also crossed up the help. I've never seen that in my life. That is one of the coolest plays I've ever seen. Shea steps back, knocks down the three. Even Shea had to laugh at that. He's so cool. But damn, what he did was even cooler, right? Like, that that was such a sick moment. That puts Canada up four. It gives him all the momentum. And then Shea comes back down the floor, draws a foul on Josh Hart, goes to the foul line, makes both. Then uh, at that point, the States start to get their defense going a little bit. They're like, okay, we're going to double team Shea. But the ball keeps swinging out. And Canada did a great job of stationing Dylan Brooks as the guy closest to Shea. So when the, the swing passes went to Dylan, and Dylan did a great job, you know, ISO jumper over Austin Reeves. Dylan then drives, gets fouled in isolation, goes to the foul line, makes both. Um, you know, then you had a, a big play defensively for RJ where he beats Bridges this time. The Bridges, the ball swings out the Bridges in the corner. RJ uh, is able to tip the, the, the pass, and it deflects off of Bridges out of bounds for a turnover. And then at the very end there, Shea drive crossover in the lane gets stopped sees two three defenders swings it back out top to rj who had relocated to the top four three and rj knocks down the three huge play that put canada up nine points and yeah i mean 
I don't know, Bobby Portis got himself ejected, all that kind of stuff. Who doesn't even matter at that point. Canada rolled to the victory in overtime. They definitively, like, it, it was, I, I appreciate it. In, in, in a concert terms, this was like an encore. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like this was not encore. That's how, that, that's how, that's how the States must have been feeling. Because, like, it, it was, they had that moment. They had that brilliance. And I feel bad for Bridges because he performed a miracle to, to even extend the game only so that he can get dropped and put on all over the highlight reels in overtime as Canada wins with LeBron. So, so happy for this group. I mean, so proud of the program. So happy to have been able to cover uh, this tournament run. Uh, I know the games were hard to get to. They're hard to watch in terms of just the timing. What can you really do? Um, you know, it's, just, it's, it is what it is. Like everyone's going to, it's going to happen to everybody at some point, right? The, the amount of times that we're complaining about watching this game overnight, I'm sure, you know, fans in Europe, fans in Asia, fans in Africa, fans in, you know, pretty much not the Americas has probably complained about the games being played in the American time, these American time zones. It happens to everybody, right? But I'm so happy I woke up for it. I'm so happy I planned around it because this was just a historic moment for the Canadian men's program. Their best ever finish in the FIBA World Cup was sixth. They did that twice in, I don't even know, I was, before I was born, honestly. And now they have a medal. And I'm just, on the whole, I'm just so happy for the program because this run deserves some hardware to walk out of it. Like, you can't look on the wall and see a fourth place finish. You can't look on the wall and see a sixth place finish. You can look on the wall and see that bronze medal. And I know that that's not the ultimate goal, but it's so cool to me, man, that Canada played hard and then went for it and that they beat the States. And honestly, like I'm happy. Just, it felt like basketball prevailed, you know, like the States didn't play good basketball all tournament. They didn't really care for this tournament. They showed up with this raggedy squad and they just kind of expect to win. They had, the cushiest run throughout where it was like easy opponent after easy opponent after like look at what Canada had to do man they had to beat France who was like silver medalist you know in the last three competitions they had to beat Spain uh the reigning champions uh who also had the the Eurobasket uh you know title from last year as well they had to beat you know um Slovenia with Luka Doncic on it like Look what the states have played. Like the states have lost three of the last four games in this tournament, all in winner go home scenarios. And honestly, they probably wanted to go home. Like, what what was their point of even coming to this tournament? Like, I, I'm just I'm sick of watching some of the players that the and and the effort that they showed. Because to me, it was just not cool that they come here and they don't even try to compete. Meanwhile, it's very cool that Canada took this thing very seriously. Had the best player in the whole entire damn tournament in Sugars Alexander. And he carried them like that. Dylan Brooks, I mean, he came into this tournament, again, like I told you, the whole Pacific, Asia Pacific, is Laker and Warrior fans. And Laker and Warrior fans, they agree on how much they hate Dylan Brooks because the year before that, Dylan Brooks uh, dragged down Gary Payton Jr. Or, game, yeah, Gary Payton. The, yeah, Gary Payton. Uh, he dragged them down. He, he, broke, he broke his hand in that playoff series. Steve Kerr, head coach of this Team USA, was like, oh, he broke the rules. I mean, Steve Kerr is usually very mild-mannered, but he went in on Dylan Brooks. And and honestly, rightfully so. That was uh, that was a that was a dangerous play, and a, and a, a very good player got hurt. Uh, so Warriors fans already hate Dylan Brooks. Dylan Brooks is obviously going back and forth with Draymond as well. Um, going back and forth with Clay, going back and forth with, with Steph. Then the Lakers fans also get pissed because of what Dylan Brooks this past year. You know, I poke bears. You know, I don't care about LeBron. He's old. And then, you know, he gets beat and Dylan Brooks doesn't speak to the media, all that kind of stuff, whatever, right? So they're booing Dylan Brooks at the start of this tournament every single time he has the ball. And even in this game, they were booing him at the start of the game. But towards the end, he turned them all into fans. 39 points to defeat the United States. And they were chanting MVP for him. 
Like, to me, Dylan Brooks's run was the best part of this whole thing. I mean, like, Shea being awesome and being crowned, that is the one beep storyline. And I knew that. I already expected greatness from Shea, and this only confirmed it. And that feels satisfying. But something that feels purely joyous is when a player that you think is going to let you down. And I had my doubts with Dylan Brooks as well leading into this tournament. Not only has he not let us down, he's carried us to this medal. 39 points from Dylan Brooks. A career high in any context for him at a professional level. So, wow. And it came at a huge time. Again, the Canada needed every single one of these buckets from him. And uh, it's just too bad that he missed one free throw, I think, in the fourth quarter. Because otherwise he would have had a 40 ball. Imagine if you allowed a 40 ball to Dylan Brooks. Like, that's, you know, like the States would never live that down. But they shouldn't live this down anyway. Because... I hope the shame's in the bring of their best players, man. Who do you think you are? Uh, it, you know, like <laughs> come compete or don't come at all. Like, that's that that should be the that should be the 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 overall message to this team. But uh, congrats to Team Canada. Congrats to the whole group. Congrats to Jordy Fernandez. Again, I say it again, but you know he took over the program with a month, you know, before the run. Nigner suddenly has to leave, and so he comes in a brand new phase. He's got the players to buy in from day one. He's got, you know, uh, he's won their trust. He knows how to manage the group. Like, you even see this group, for example, with the States, right? The States, was, they were like, oh, Jalen Brunson's going to do Jalen Brunson's going to lead the group. We're going to bring his on the Villanova guys. And then you see Jalen Brunson benched in a lot of these fourth quarters. And you even saw it today. When the States went on a 10 nothing run, and they took the lead, and I forget who was shooting free throws to give them the lead. And the camera pan over to Jalen Brunson on the bench, and he looked miserable. And I'm like, yo what kind of chemistry problems you got? Like you're in the, you're, you're playing for a medal. You made a 10, nothing comeback in the fourth quarter. You're about to steal a game that you don't deserve at all. And you're in this great position and the camera pans over and the leader of the group is sulking on the bench. You know what I mean? Like what, what has the coaching staff done there to manage expectations? You had none of these issues for team Canada. None. Like these guys played excellent. And that's half the battle is even just getting these guys locked in on the same page fighting that the, in terms of the adjustments, a lot of kind of stuff. I thought Jordy did a good job with that in the Spain game. Canada does not win that game. If Jordy doesn't make all the right substitutions and all the right adjustments throughout that game, go back to listen to the Spain game uh, react pod to, for the, for the, the, the explanations there, even in this game today, playing Lou um, in the starting group, Mixing up, riding with the starters, understanding where the counters are going to be. Those are those are all really good things. And congrats to Jordy Fernandez, a young head coach, um, future head coach in the NBA for sure. Um, didn't get hired this time around. Obviously, the Raptors were in on him as well, but ultimately chose to go with Darko. Um, but Jordy's going to get his chance, man. And this is going to be one of the best things on his resume. We got to see him. We got to hear him. We got to watch him in timeouts, in the huddles, and the calm, and the poise, and the way he's able to communicate. It's also very huge, you know, like you don't have to be a genius, um, you know, to have done all the things that uh, Jordy did in this tournament. He's not like, you know, the the European coach that comes in as a genius. Like that's always how they're hailed, the tactician type. I, I think he got the tactics right, but he also got the man management right. And when you see into the timeouts and the huddles and how clearly and concise and how calm he was throughout the way he composed himself, the way he spoke in press conferences, just thoroughly impressed across the board and selfishly as a Canada basketball fan I don't want him to get hired as a head coach and potentially miss uh the Olympic experience but who knows if I were a team watching this I would have him in on my interview the next time I have a head coaching vacancy because he did a fantastic job so hats off to him hats off to the rest of the assistant coaches um 
congrats to Rowan Barrett, you know, the GM for this program, you know, the, the kind of buy-in that kind of, I know he's faced a lot of flack in the past. I think he's deserved it, but at the same time, he's done a really great job here of getting the players to buy and getting the program to really elevate to another level. And this kind of cements it. That's the thing. When you have the fourth, it doesn't really hit the same as when you have a medal, man. You came out of this thing with an actual tangible thing that you can point to, that you can say that, hey, our program has tangibly made firm steps and no one can come out of this FIBA World Cup not saying that about the Canadian national program. We're not expecting to win gold with this group. We're not expecting to do that just yet. We're still a young program, but we have something to hold on to. And, and this is... This is beautiful. And again, it doesn't get done without the countless hours at the GM and, you know, Mike Bartlett, these guys, you know, in terms of securing funds, in terms of securing uh, sponsorships. Like Again, I, I've said it in every program and it's probably not, it's definitely not the sexiest thing, but even just getting the money to, to put this thing together, getting the insurance money so that the players can feel confident and go without jeopardizing their careers and put on this display where they, you know, love the program, they love the country and we can have the country love them back too because, uh, you know, they deserve it. So, you know, um, this was just such a joy. To to recap your three stars from tonight's performance, honestly, Dylan Brooks getting your first star, man. 39 points. I know Dylan Brooks has played excellent. I've resisted giving him the first star. Honestly, Shea played better for me, but Dylan Brooks, not only did he have to do all the stuff that he does defensively, him guarding Anthony Edwards. And listen, Anthony Edwards had, what, 24 points when he shot 9 of 20 for it. I'm cool with that. I'm honestly, I'm cool with that. You force Anthony Edwards to shoot 16 twos. I I, I can live with that. I can live with that. So I thought, um, you know, and a lot of that was coming off the of switches as well. Canada was trying to maintain the Brooks matchup on Edwards. The States were trying to fight to get that off of him. Um, he gave you the effort defensively, but then the 39 points on 12 of 18 shooting, 5 of 10 from two, 7 of 8 from the three, man. 8 of 10 from the foul line. Five assists as well, four rebounds, a steal, two blocks, and 42 minutes. Like, Dylan Brooks, I, I thought he played the game of his life against Spain. He did twice what he did in this game versus what he did against Spain. Like, it was amazing. And, you know, we always talk about, like, okay, you know, Canada, can they get Jamal Murray here? Can they get Andrew Wiggins here? They'll have more secondary scoring. I mean, yes, I, I agree, and they, they do need that because you saw the, you know, the Serbian game, for example. But in this game, Dylan Brooks was not just your secondary scoring. He was your primary scoring for a lot of it, which was just kind of amazing. Like, this is kind of what people envision when they're like, okay, we have Jamal alongside with Shea. They double-team Shea, and then Jamal goes off, right? Dylan Brooks was was better than what Jamal Murray could have possibly been today. Like, it was it was amazing. So, hats off to Dylan. No one deserves this tournament more than him. Redemption tour continues. Um, and hopefully he takes all this positivity and, and, and brings it to Houston. And because I, I mean, he's made me a fan. He's made every Canadian a fan. He's made all these Filipino fans a fan. Like honestly, like <laughs> yeah, like this is so cool, man. He went into enemy territory and, and he really got them to chant MVP for him because he deserved it. Uh, your second star is Che Gilgis Alexander. Thirty-one points, ten of tw- tw- eleven of twenty from the field, ten of seventeen from. Two, one of three from three. I mean, that's kind of typical Shea's stat line. Eight of eight from the foul line. Six rebounds, 12 assists. I love the playmaking. Only one turnover as well. I remember was, I was talking about it earlier in this tournament where it was like, it's a little bit hard to play off of Shea because you don't know when he's going to pass. And this one was more orchestrated in the sense that, you know, he wasn't like dissecting the defense and then freestyling. It was he understood where the double teams were coming from and beating it like that. But he did such a good job of playing unselfish, trusting his teammates. And it could have been very easy for Shea to be like, you know what? We're in a tough game against USA. I'm going to go guns blazing and shoot every single time. And he has the skill that he could shoot every single time and make probably a, a good share of them. But without him trusting in his teammates, without him trusting in the rest of these guys, 
Canada doesn't win this game. The other guys all have the chance to shine as well. And Shea put that trust. He was a very willing passer today. He knew that his job was done once he drew the double team. And he trusted. He gave up the ball. And he allowed other guys to play make. And they did a great job around him. It's just rewarding basketball all around. And then your third star. Um, I'll give it to RJ. 23 points. 8 of 16 shooting. 4 of 8 from 2. 4 of 8 from 3. 3 of 4 from the foul line. 7 rebounds. 2 assists. Um... I, I think he's not a perfect player. He's he's definitely got to be more polished. There's more details that are there. I think, again, like his role in this team is kind of like 3 and D plus, right? 3 and D with a little bit of offensive creation. You know, I guess my goal with RJ is can he play like a Mikhail Bridges? Probably not. They're very different players. Uh, RJ likes to get downhill. Mikhail Bridges is definitely a better three-point shooter and a better defender. But that's kind of ideally what Canada would need in that role from him next year if Jamal comes through. But, like, I, I mean... RJ still played really great in his role today, right? He made some mistakes, but he also made some huge threes, made you know a couple of deflections. So I, I have to remember that he's young and that he's going to get better. Um, and you know, I, if I'm disappointed in the fact that he has 23 points and I feel like he left some things on the table, how good of a player do I really think he is? Because that must mean I have high expectations for him. I believe he can do even more. I keep saying that with RJ, but he did enough today and he did a really good job today too. So salute to him. Uh, your Gerald Henderson award winner. I honestly don't even want to give one because the states were so uninspiring. I'll give it to Mikael Bridges for what he did. 19 points, 6 of 12. He looked like the best player on the team, honestly. Uh, nine rebounds, five offensive, four assists as well, three, uh, two steals. So, I mean, he's great. I don't, I mean, you don't need to tell you about Mikael Bridges, but yeah, he played great. So thanks everyone for listening. Um, as a bonus, because this felt so good, uh, I'm going to take a break right here and then I'm going to come back with the slander pod portion, which, um, I never thought I would say about a FIBA competition, but uh, yeah, here, stay tuned for the FIBA basketball first ever slander pod. Welcome back to the Raptor show. This is part two of the reaction podcast where Canada has defeated USA in overtime uh, in the bronze medal match. And just to come back, we had to do a little bonus slander. I think this is the first time Maybe we've ever had a slander pod uh, anywhere worldwide on the FIBA World Cup. But uh, yeah, I had to for this occasion because Team USA is that pathetic. So uh, joining me on the second half here are Asad Alvi and, um, well, it's supposed to be Sahal, but uh, Sahal Abdi, but it, it just says Dylan Brooks for PM. Uh, what, what's going on, man? Uh, you know, Dylan Brooks for PM. I, I was requested to go to you first. Oh, man. So I missed the last slander pod, right? And I'm going to be yeah. honest with the viewers out there, right? And the listeners. Um, the laptop, not great. But guess what? <laughs> Assad's in here right now. He's with us. This man fixed my laptop with his bare hands. No, right? no, and I'm on. here you, now. You're leaving a key detail, he, man. You're leaving yeah. a key detail. What do you, you do? What do you do? Me and Assad, all three of us were yeah. at the CAA Center yeah. for okay. watching a cricket Canadian league cricket and yeah, in the, the parking context, lot the of the yeah. caa center in between the first morning match and the afternoon match you got Assad to come to your car in the parking lot it literally popped the trunk he yeah. popped out some tools and he, mm-hmm. he upgraded your laptop so i feel like the context is very key here but regardless upgraded my laptop so i'm here so i'm here for this slander pod and i couldn't be here for a more joyous occasion canada basketball has medaled for the first time in FIBA World Cup history. Let's go. Bronze medal versus Team USA. And I know, obviously, the majority of the listeners on this great podcast are of Canadian descent. 
Mm-hmm. But for the few Americans out there. Let's go. Let's go. All right. Miley Cyrus and uh, whatever music company you're with, do not sue us. All right. Because you deserve it. You deserve That's yeah. free. That's okay. free use right there. That's free use, man. One of the best uh, pop songs of all time has just came to great use today. We're Bro, having a inst- party right now. Not in the USA, but um, honestly, Will, like jokes aside, and yeah. I know we still have to get to, to, to us in a sec, but I'm really jittery. Like I have this euphoric yeah. feeling and I know it's going to sound corny or whatever to some people, but I have this euphoric feeling right now, like all across my body. <clears throat> um, it's the same feeling I felt. And I, if you follow me on Twitter, it's the same feeling I felt when Canada soccer, uh, Canada men's soccer specifically yep. qualified for the 2022 FIFA world cup. Yep. Um, it's such a massive, massive accomplishment for this country and the sports landscape in this country, especially considering the context and the circumstances behind which, um, you know, Canada basketball and Canada soccer, they're both two programs who unfortunately are very underfunded mm-hmm. um, by this country. And yet they still somehow, somehow, some way, always find a way to make Canadians proud. And uh, yeah, I couldn't be more proud. I really couldn't be more proud. Um, yeah, I'm in shock. I'm in shock. The game was incredible. It's one of the best basketball games I've ever watched in my entire life. And I've, I'm sure everybody listening to this watched tons of basketball games. And I'm sure most people would probably agree. Is I'm in shock. I don't know what else to say. I don't know what else to say. Aside, you're here, man. We 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 literally forced you from going to bed so you can be on this pod for 15 minutes. Um, Asad, what's going on with you, man? How you how are you uh, feeling with this? How's it sitting with you? Uh, yo, it's, it's amazing. I got to be honest. Uh, it was supposed to be a double stack today. It was going to be Canada versus U.S. And then hey, I was going to watch. Produce, I'm going to ask you to lean a little bit further oh. from the mic. Yeah. Okay, yeah. my bad, bro. There we go. There we go. Keep on. Yeah, keep on. Yeah, that's good there distance. Go. Yeah, today was, was it was supposed to be a double stack today. Uh, it was Canada, U.S. in the morning at well, 4.30. And then after this, it was supposed to be uh, India-Pakistan cricket. And unfortunately, mm. that game got canceled, it looks like. Um, I don't know what's happening with the score, but I'm not going to look at that right now. So we're just going to celebrate Canada versus the U.S. here. Oh, mm. man. I love that noise. Yeah. God, have, that that's, that's what you call joy, is having a Diet Coke at 7 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Let me... Uh... I might as well, right? Because I stayed up oh, t- today. What are we doing? The game man? was at four thirty in the morning. I might as well wait. Give me a sec. All right. <laughs> now we're on the same page. There we go. Let's get this started. Let's get. Okay, you guys want me to start? Because I'll start. This is supposed to be a slander pod, right? I'll set yeah, the tone. Yeah, yeah. Here's the thing. In the so we're actually recording this first, but in the in the podcast version, I've already recapped this whole game, all the meanings and the feelings, all that kind of stuff. We're just here for the slander, all right? Like, let's be honest. We're mm-hmm. just, this is just this is just desserts right now, all right? This is just desserts, like a Yu-Gi-Oh trap card. So this is um, it. <laughs> this is it. Yeah. I saw that was just um, for you, bro. I know. I know you. I know you played a just desserts in your lifetime. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. But listen, Bobby Portis, why, why are you mad? Why are you mad? Two, Bro, they got two Bobby those, Portis wearing USA on the front. Two, no two unsportsmanlike un- fouls for this. Oh, I'm about to go crazy. Will, can I go crazy? Like, uh, is there rules to this? 
Because I'm about I mean, to really like, I'm about to talk I, about ideally his you don't swear, and, But if you swear, I'll, I'll just edit it out. Oh, no, that's this, fine. That's fine. Let's talk about this it. B- let me talk All about right. Bobby Portis. Wait, wait, wait. Let me talk. Because I don't really have anything. I might Listen, I have excuses. It's seven in the morning. I haven't slept. I've I've been up for 22 hours, right? Um, I have I have a <laughs> way out. That's why you're like, feeling you tingly, guys, by the way. <laughs> I'm t- yeah. Tingly. Oh, let me let me say something else. Um, when, when when was it? Two in the morning. Two shots of espresso. In a in a chai tea latte. Let me just oh say my that. Um, the jittery could be anything. I could pass out in the middle of this. It, I mean, it is what it is. But it has to be Canada. But listen, the praise has to go to Canada first. Dylan Brooks and Shea Gilgis Alexander led the, this team. Um, to glory, really. Like I said, this team should not have. Let's be honest, Will, Will and I said, this, this team should not have meddled. Um, we knew Canada basketball was a great team, but if I told you before this entire tournament started that they would capture a bronze medal, I mean, there'd be a little bit of shock. Like, this was a good team. Sure, there's tons of hype. Yeah, yeah. Right? But the, the world, the world is very good at basketball. The world is very, very good at basketball, and I think people are finally starting to take notice. I don't know... I mean, how many indicators you need. I mean, Giannis, watching Giannis, watching Jokic in the NBA just dominate and, and take control of this league. And then the other guys, the peripheral guys, like Bogdanovich, who, in my mm. opinion, I mean, whether they win gold or not, Serbia, he's he's on my tournament all-tournament team. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's played like a champ. Unstoppable. Sure. Yep. Right? So I don't have enough good things to say about, about Shea Gilgis-Alexander. I've literally ran out of adjectives. He's... And Doncic fans aren't going to like us. One of my best friends, Nabil, is a is a Luka Doncic fan. He's going to hate me, but I've said this to him in, in, before. Shea Gilgis Alexander is the best player in this FIBA World Cup. Was sorry, it, I mean, it's, it's ended for Canada, but to me, he's the best player in this FIBA World Cup tournament. Sorry, fight me. You could, you know, Twitter at Sahal Abdi underscore. Mm-hmm. You know, get in the DMs if you want to message requests, whatever. Uh, all right, bro. Um. Yeah, he's the best. He's the best basketball player. He's one of the best players in the world. Yeah. Luka Doncic said it himself after they beat Slovenia. Canada beat Slovenia. Um, Dylan Brooks is one of the best defenders in the world. Luka said something similar after uh, they lost to Canada. Uh, Jordi Fernandez, fantastic coaching job. I can go all across the board. RJ right. Barrett, roller coaster, up, down, up, down. <laughs> yeah. But guess what? Say, it end- let's let's it leave end- RJ It ended on an up. Will, it ended on an up. It ended on an I, I, I up, suppose. and R.J. Barrett does one thing that no other Canadian basketball player can say in the last 10 years, and he wins medals for this country. That's facts. That's, no, absolutely. Salute it just to is what it is. So right. I'm going to have to, I'm gonna have to fight Sahal, though, unfortunately. Here we go. Uh, Let's get it. Because, yo, I know Shea was great. He was amazing. But the best player in this tournament was Dylan Brooks, baby. I, I was going to say. <laughs> I was going to say, man. Yo, shout out to Team USA, yo, looking like Grizzlies ownership. They wanted Dylan Brooks under no circumstances today, baby. They wanted nothing to do with him. Bro, how are you? Okay, all due respect to Dylan Brooks. You know, I gave him lots of love in the first half. How is any team allowing Dylan Brooks to score 39 points? I don't care how many overtimes they're involved, and it was only one. I don't care what the circumstances were with Shea getting double teamed and, you know, okay, you're letting – no, man. Like, at some point, first off, it's not that hard. To, to guard, to throw a double team at Shea and then throw a third defender at Dylan Brooks. Credit to Dylan Brooks for making all the shots too, but 
this mm-hmm. te- it's just emblematic of this team USA team, man. They just have not cared all tournament. And it, you know, there's nothing lamer than just like losing and then pretending like it didn't matter to you. Like, why are you even yeah. in this tournament? I hated watching USA this whole run with this whole group. All the reporters being like, yo, you know who the next guy is? Anthony Edwards. He's this, this, and that. Bro, Anthony Edwards wasn't even the third best player in this game. Yeah. Like, Anthony Edwards put up the same stat line as, as RJ Barrett in this game. Yeah. You know? So, like, yeah. I, I've, I'm so happy that we sent USA home, man. I know a lot of teams packed them up, but I, I'm happy that we were the last ones to do it. If, yo, and um, shout out, shout out Mikhail Bridges, yo, like, real quick. Like, he was like, no, Canada hasn't humiliated us enough. Shea Gilgis Alexander, <laughs> teach me, teach me the fire safety rules. Let me hit this three and take it to overtime, so you can teach me how to stop, drop, and roll, please. Yeah, thank yeah. you, Shea Gilgis. <laughs> yeah, I have never seen a player get crossed up as the help defender, bro. He wasn't even, he wasn't even guarding on the ball. He got crossed up as the help. Never seen yeah. that in my life. <laughs> he dropped, man. He wasn't even um, part of the play. He just died. Oh, yeah, no. Mikhail, this team, this Mikhail is... Bridges was it, touted as the best 3 and D guy in the NBA, number one. And Shea Gill just looked him in the eye at the end of the fourth in overtime and said, barbecue mm-hmm. chicken, baby. He went yep. and said, no, ISO. No, I don't need the screen, RJ. Get out of here. Leave me alone. <laughs> I, I'm good with Mikhail. Yeah. Eat him. Eat him. Take him to the elbow. Step back. Get him to the top of the key. Step back. Bang. SGA, Man, yeah. baby. Man, yeah, no, and, and he's so. Can good. I quickly say something, Will? Because go ahead. I got to get at you a little bit. What? What did I do? This doesn't happen on the show. This is why I'm here, right? I break rules. This, okay, there's no yeah. rules here, right? No, I already go ahead. Slander Miley pots, Cyrus, don't, no rules. Don't, don't cancel us, Miley Cyrus. Please yeah, allow please us don't. to use that. Miley, like we shouted you out. Come on, hey, Amen. Right, timeless yep. track, by the way. Oh, absolutely! Um, it brought me right back to first year uh, Frosh Week. So <laughs> thank you. Yeah, um, Will, I got to get at you. Okay. Right, you All said. Right. What's up? Right, let me let me bring let me rewind a little bit. Bring everyone back. Right, uh-huh, end uh-huh. of regulation. Mikael Bridges. I still don't even know how to say his name. Michael, Mikael, Mike, Mike. It doesn't matter though. Yeah, he kind of really got a Russian after, first name. I don't know. After a after a game <laughs> after a game like this, it doesn't matter. Bridges, yeah, yeah. no disrespect. It just you you don't matter right now. Yeah. But I will I will bring it back. End of yep. regulation, he hits a crazy shot. Like, it's mm-hmm. absolutely insane. People are talking, oh, my God, Zach Eady, why are you in the game? Slow feet. How did you not get that rebound? Dylan Brooks, box all your man, blah, 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 blah. I mean, the blame was going everywhere. Mikel Bridges hits a three that would have been the best shot of his life if they, I guess, had gotten a bronze medal, which would have been pretty sad. But Will gets in this DM <laughs> group, right? Yeah, yeah. Will William Lou gets in this DM group between myself, him, and Asad, and he goes, "Let me let me read this out. Give me a sec, right? Because I don't want to paraphrase." Yeah, go ahead. He Direct goes, quote. "Canada basketball." No, so I so he's replying to me. I said, "Why are we cursed in everything?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he replies, "Canada basketball is Tottenham, <laughs> Tottenham, Tottenham Hotspur." Top spot? Right? Top spot? Top sp- no, no, okay. We're not going. They're not doing that because we can't do that. So, okay. All right. And then to be fair, I said, you know, if we lose here, man, I, I like this is like, I'll lose my mind. I don't care about the Olympics, blah, 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 blah. Uh huh. Um, and yeah, he tried taking a shot at my club, which I'll, I'll accept any Tottenham slander most of the time. I mean, we haven't won anything since. Um, Actually, John since Christian. when? I, I, 
Yeah. Was Prime Minister. Jean Chrétien, my goodness, yeah. bro. Yeah. Wow. This guy throwing yeah. it back to when Canada was a prosperous country. Wow. Yo, yeah. Just, the, just, memories, just for context. So Tottenham's like, that's Harry Kane's team, right? Not well, anymore. Actually, it's the former team. Oh wow, you just you just killed him <laughs> yeah. even harder, man. Yeah. God damn. Why did I even respond to that? Like you actually meant to ask that question. Oh man. See, now we're gonna turn this into a Tottenham thing. No, we're not. No, we're not. So Will called Canada basketball Tottenham, so I want him to take that back. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, for any Tottenham Hotspur fans out there, I'm sure there's like three of us out of like the thousands of people that listen to this show. Um yeah, let's stick it to Will. Let's stick okay. it to Will. He tried taking a shot and and it didn't work. But um, I mean, it kind of <laughs> still worked on you. But it just didn't work for the Canadian <laughs> basketball program. But uh, yeah. no, hey, listen, uh, you I know, mean, I that's, I said it on the pod or, um, in one of the preview episodes too. Just because Canada had this history of not coming through, and so for them to come through, like I, it's 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 great. It changes the whole narrative on the group. Meanwhile, I think just a again just a narrative for the USA in this tournament. Like I just like I've not. I'm just not impressed by this group. There's no way that this is like the country where, like, I understand that USA doesn't have their best players. I understand that the the reflexive response is like, oh, we don't even care about this tournament. We don't even bring our best guys. It's like, why not? Like, why? What are you saying to all the other countries who have competed in this tournament? All the players who have played their guts out. Like, you look at how hard Serbia played. You look at how hard Germany played. You look at how hard Canada played. Like, literally every other country in this tournament playing like their absolute hearts out except for maybe lebanon which um you know salute to lebanon but that was not the greatest performance um but like every country is here like competing and and, and like they're in it and usa is just like turning their nose up with the whole situation and you look at the roster they end up put it together like i thought this was supposed to be jalen brunson's team meanwhile he's just taking like yeah. horrible shots playing no defense at all Right, like getting hunted. He wasn't even on the floor to close games. It was I don't know what Steve Kerr was doing. He was playing small, but he was playing big with Bobby Portis. I don't really understand what was going on. Their fourth quarter offense was kind of just like give it to Anthony Edwards to let him cook ISO. And then Canada's like, okay, we'll throw a double team at him. And then he just disappeared as well. Like their whole offense down the stretch was Mikel Bridges crashing from the corner. Like you can't tell me that USA doesn't have enough quality to put together something better than this. But like at the same time, like if they had won the bronze medal here. Like, I would have been so sick because they played hard in this game for, like, three minutes. And that's and all they have to get for any game, man. They just expect keep, to wear USA and win. Like, you're not a superhero. People talk about how this is, like, the Team USA B team, but they lost because they wouldn't do role-player stuff. These guys came out, and they played NBA 2K My Player Basketball over and over and over again. Like, yeah. like you tweeted out, is Jalen Brunson just going to take contested shot after contested shot? And I'm confused because I'm like, all I'm seeing is every <clears throat> USA player just ISO and take a contested shot. They get a switch. They're like, all right, I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a cook this. And outside of Anthony Edwards hitting some middies because Anthony Edwards is like, yeah. amazing. Like, that's not an offense. If anything, like, these guys would have done better if they had less of these, uh, you know, type one or, like, you know, tier two stars on the roster and had some like actual role players. That's why Josh Hart was like such a useful player for them the entire tournament and Brandon Ingram gets benched. Oh, mm. I mean, well, he's sick, but no, he got benched yeah. because like these guys aren't actually doing the things that win basketball games. Meanwhile, the other end, you got Shea Gilgis Alexander was the best player on the court bar none. And he's diving for loose balls. He's getting offensive rebounds. He's fighting on defense. Yep. Like yeah. the Canadian team did not show up with any type of ego in mm-hmm. terms of like their talent level. They came to play while these U- U.S. players who, to be honest, were any of like, these who US are some play- of these guys, man, like, like these guys aren't even individually better than like some of the NBA players on on these other on the other rosters. 
and yet they're playing this lazy style of basketball, which works in the NBA. It works in the regular season, but that's not going to win. Carl Anthony Towns showed up for the Domini- uh, for the Dominican Republic and played his heart out. Yeah. Meanwhile, you're telling you're me that telling these me guys the cat can't has more heart, heart than that's the USA wild. team, man. <laughs> Think yeah, about what Steve you're Kerr, saying right now, man. Steve Kerr, he got all the Villanova boys together. He got Bobby Portis, that weirdo. Um, as their as the best, re- I, I guess he's the best rebounder on that team. That's sad, but JJJ, I, I want to get at him so bad, but he's oh, out with man. sickness. Conveniently mm. caught a flu after he got what? What was it? One rebound in like twenty three minutes of play or two rebounds? Yeah, Barnyaniitis, man. Guy's a joke. Um, yeah. Um, we're and gonna think put Team in the- USA put out their best roster today. They put out their best five man lineup today and still got yeah. waxed. Like yo. It happens. Like, yo, they, they they didn't have to play Triple J. They didn't have to play Brandon Ingram. They didn't have to play Paolo Banquero. And they still got rolled, which is just like, well, what is your roster then? Like, they you take three guys out. Now guys have more minutes. They're able to kind of play to their roles. Mm-hmm. And you still get rolled. It's, mm-hmm. it's legitimately – I said this, like, two weeks ago when I watched, like, one of the first U.S. games. I'm like, this team is so, like, boring to watch. Like, yeah. they weren't even, like – it wasn't even, like, watching, like – a, it looked like an all-star game half the time they were playing because of how boring it was to watch them. But they weren't doing anything special. They are kind of just messing around. They turned it up here and there. And there have been – yo, shout-out to the two guys who have been fighting in my mentions under that tweet for, like, two weeks this entire tournament. Okay. Every time Canada wins a game versus U- the U.S. wins a game. And, yo, you know, shout-out. I bet that guy's having a great morning. I don't know who he is, but he's been riding for Canada so hard yep. because that one man said – Oh, Canada's just as boring as the U.S. It's like, nah. No, we are the not. U.S. plays no, boring basketball, baby. No, we are not, man. And honestly, I mean, come yeah. Paris, I don't think the U.S. is a favorite in Paris at all. No matter what, like, they can stack their roster again and do it. But the all fact right, of the right. matter is, nah, it, with, under this rule set, you have to play motion. Like, you have to play basketball where you pass the ball. You actually try on defense where you actually, like, play five-on-five basketball, not one-on-five basketball. Also, and, I have a question. I don't think them adding more talent to this roster is going to solve those problems when they play the top, like these top European teams. If Serbia adds a Nikola Jokic to their roster, you think that oh, that Lord. is a team that the U.S. can compete with? Bismillah rahman rahim um, <laughs> All right, well, all right. I have a question. Go ahead, Wait, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry, well, this no, is your show. Ahead. I shouldn't, I shouldn't be no, doing no, that. No, 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 no. Go ahead. Um. Do you guys think? Because I don't want to turn this into what do the what do the USA need? Because it's, it's clear you can't put a roster of twenty four year olds and twenty five year olds together and just expect to steamroll in the FIBA World Cup. You can't. Like you can't. The world is too good. Germany beat you in the semis. Um, who else beat the USA right before? Lithuania beat them. Lithuania. Man. Yo, they Shout couldn't handle JV, man. Let's go, baby. Shout out to big okay. science. Will, I know you have some Toronto Raptors, like deeper, I guess deeper Toronto Raptors connections to people in the organization than me. So okay. I need you to do me a favor. Um, what do you want? I want to sing the Nash, the American National Anthem at some point during this this upcoming season. All right. That's, um, that's reasonably doable. Yeah, I know. I know yeah, some game house people. Because I have a pretty good voice. I'm not trying to sound arrogant or oh, anything. Okay. And I want right. to sing it <clears throat> like this. Let me clear my throat. Sorry. <clears> throat> Oh, Shea, can you see? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh I like it. I, I like it, man. How was I that? Mean, 
No, that's that was a little. That, that was a little some some. That you know, it's not that's not terrible. You know, you got a little. Right. Uh, it's like a bass kind of bassy kind of voice, but you know yeah. it works, man. I'm calling you Brandon Bass from now on. I want to but... go back on. I want. Whoa! <laughs> come on, come on. I want to go back on Twitter right after I finish that national anthem and uh. just listen to just read Americans so angry. How did he mess up our national anthem? That is your new national anthem, Americans. It's mm. O'Shea. Shay, not O'Shea Brissett. That can work too, but O'Shea, as in Shay Gilgis Alexander, can you see? Dylan Brooks owns your country, right? That's how right. I'll start it. And then I can write the rest later. Maybe get Drake's ghostwriter or something like yeah, that. Yeah, let, 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 let me just chime in with a little suggestion. You know, um, mm. you know, the, you know, uh, and the Rockets' red flare, the Brooks. Mm-hmm. bursting in air because uh, you know, okay we're getting he's somewhere on the, he's, he's on the rockets now so no i mean yeah. i feel I, I feel like it's only fair because they're they're the president and the vice president of the united states at this point no i mean like it, it's just I, I i'm obviously like this is such a jubilant moment for canada but i i just have to say like it's it's so satisfying to me that it came against usa not just because it was canada versus usa i want that to become a rivalry everyone wanted to see that in the final we, i mean honestly that would have mm-hmm. been a bad final i i think actually germany versus um serbia is actually going to be a better final than than what we actually saw here but like, absolutely two I, two really fun teams two really fun teams who played hard like and, and mm-hmm. that's the thing too that's the beautiful thing like germany played usa style basketball and beat the united states canada played usa style basketball and beat the united mm-hmm. states you know what i mean like i'm not trying to sound like the frenchman in rush hour three but you americans you cannot even number one in basketball anymore <laughs> like yo i like Chris Tucker's gonna have to pull a gun on me in the car. That's how it sounds right now. Because like, they're just not. They're just not it. So I, I want to see them come back with their best players. And then oh, listen, man. when they win, it, or if they win with that group, and they most likely will if they bring all their best players, then they can glow. They could talk again. But otherwise, I don't want to see this whole thing. Nothing is lamer to me than when you pull up to a competition and you don't mm-hmm. compete. You're just wasting everyone's time. And that's what I felt like. You know, that's. I mean, I, I mean, I, I like that we got overtime <laughs> to see a little bit extra, but um it, it just yeah us man i'm just good riddance to this group so um and hey well, we're talking about americans shout out to the ones that weren't there either kevin durant baby you know mm-hmm. hey he fun was tweet watching from Coco kevin durant Golf, man. back in july 14th uh that he came in to reply someone's like do you feel confident about team usa he said which team you scared of he's like you taking canada in that matchup question mark okay kd What's up? Oh, word? Oh, this is a tweet up, for KD? everything. What's up, KD? What's good, KD? Wow. <laughs> Yo, honestly, I, here's the thing with this USA roster. Like, I, I would only take, like, maybe two, three guys from this roster at most to go to the Olympics. Like, m- at most, at the very most. I would take Bridges because he's a good 3D player. Uh, Are you talking about Team USA's A team? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I take oh Bridges. Oh, my God. They're all I, on I the couch. I take Edwards, maybe. <laughs> they're... Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah sorry, Austin sorry. Austin Reeves, I'm, maybe. I'm taking Austin Reeves, maybe. Uh, I was going to no. ask. I was like, you're not going to take human pile on Austin Reeves? Like, he's Hell he's no. been making highlights for every single <laughs> every <laughs> single opposing team, man. Everybody Hell posting no. of Austin Reeves, man. That it's boy crazy, has been getting. Man. Let me give him a little bit of credit. He's had, He had some big, big moments in this game. Oh, he, he scores. Again, nope. There's no doubt. He scores, but. Yeah. And honestly, he he's had some big on, moments man. in the tournament. Yeah, he's just been ab- absolutely abused. Like, yo, bet the over anytime Austin Reeves is involved in a basketball game, man. Nah, yeah, bro, you can't it's... be Team USA at a world tournament and people be having his, like, talking about one of your main players. Like, is he one of the best undrafted players of all time? Like, I'm sorry. Like, what? 
I don't need to be seeing undrafted players on the Team USA roster unless it's like Fred Van Vliet. And even then, nah, I'm like, nah, why is Fred Van Fred, Vliet there? Because we, we just talk? saw Jalen Brunson. Ben Wallace, man. <laughs> this is beautiful, though. Like, this is so, so poetic because yep. what are Americans known for globally? Right, and I don't care if Americans uh, agree with me sorry, or not. I had a lot of negative things to say that came in on. Yeah, right yeah, yeah, exactly. What are they known for? They're they're they're, they're imperialism. Mean, like Americans as a, yeah, I mean you could go there, but they're known honestly, especially when it comes to sports, for being incredibly arrogant. And when we talk yes, about particular yeah. sports like basketball, like you, you know, everybody hates that one know it all in their friend group. Like the Americans are the know it alls of the of the of the world. When it comes to basketball, they know better than you. They, I mean, they were so, they thought they were so good. And this goes back to their program, the USA basketball program. Steve Kerr, Eric Spolstra, um, what's that guy's name? Jerry Colangelo. Is he still the, the head of that, that, that snake? Jerry it seems Colangelo? like it was Grant, Grant Hill was deciding the roster. Grant Hill, sure. I'm going to throw Jerry Colangelo in there yeah, anyways. Because, go ahead. Um, I mean, he's just, it is what it is. But, um. They're so arrogant, and this is so poetic because they brought – I don't even think this is their B team, to be honest. Bro, Americans this team lost like, to the select team. This is their D team. Remember, be in, in the warm-ups, they lost to their select team. It was yeah. like – they were like – all the because all the reporters go to Vegas when they have the USA training camp, and it's yeah. and all the reports you heard was like, I've never seen Jalen Duran look this good. Never, I've never, I've never seen Kate Cunningham look. I'm like, all right, guys, like, what are we doing? Oh my, no, no, no. They, 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 they convinced me too. I, I had at that moment, I was saying Detroit's going to the playoffs. <laughs> they That's how this bad. Team. And 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 guess who's getting cooked? Austin Reed. Austin Reed <laughs> is getting isolated up. By Kate You're Cunningham. telling me Team USA was losing at Rico Hines runs? They were on third court. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, they yeah. played this game with the intensity of a Rico run. I swear, man. Yo, Rico should be giving them a speech right now about taking the game seriously. <laughs> he should yeah. be like, "Look at Russell There's Westbrook so many diving on the floor." <laughs> so many mistakes made by USA basketball. First of all, and this isn't disrespect to Steve Kerr because all jokes aside, ha 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 ha. ha no, he has not done a, a good a job good, with this a, group. No, he, he has no, not done a good a, job but, with this group. He hasn't, but he's a good basketball coach. Like, I'm not going to take that away from him. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, yeah, man, he's like the best Steph Curry merchant out right now. Like, it's fantastic. Yeah. Even better than yeah. Draymond. Like, his even... only move is small ball. Like, they, the fact that Bro. Team USA decides to go to all five small at the end of that, at the end of the fourth and the overtime there. And I'm just like, oh, thank God. Thank you for doing that. Has he got Kerr. Kelly Olynyk barreling through Austin Reeves to get easy bookbacks, man? Great move, Steve Kerr. Yo. Love it. Yo, tactically, Has... USA is so far behind Europe. Based on just all the teams I've seen, the European teams, you know, have way better tactics than the U.S. It's my, not even my, close. My favorite moment of the tournament is Brazil USA. had better tactics than the U.S., by the way. Should US, Brazil as well. U.S. losing to Germany and then Trey Young uh, tweeting something snarky out. Like, bro, the U.S.'s problem would not have been solved by Trey Young. Their issue is defense, Trey. Trey. <laughs> oh my gosh, bro! In one of my, in one of my, this is a complete on a complete side note. One of my group chats of my friends, immediately when he saw that Trey Young tweet, he he messaged in the group chat, "Would Trey Young solve the problems of this of this team USA?" And I just, I think I put twenty laughing emojis. Hey, no but way, no way. Beyond man. that, sorry, let me finish off what I was saying. Yeah, go ahead. <clears throat> Why is Eric Spolster an assistant on that team? He's a better coach than Steve Kerr, clearly. To me, it's clear. He wanted a free even, trip to the Philippines, man. Well, he wanted a free trip to the motherland. If you don't want anything, a free trip to Somalia? Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. I would take a free trip to Somal- <laughs> Somaliland any day. Oh, there um, we go. There we go, yeah. Um, 
was I saying? Yeah, Eric Spolster is a better coach than Steve Kerr. He brings that mindset of toughness. He brings that 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 dog mindset, and he's known for maximizing players on his team. But the problem is, again, goes back to USA basketball and American arrogance. They brought a team, right, that is just – you look at every single American available. And I know guys like Kevin Durant, LeBron, whoever else, Dame Lillard, Steph, they're all not going to play in a, in a tournament like this. I mean, now they probably should because the world's much better, right? Serbia is in the finals without Jokic. Um, Germany, Schroeder. The guy that the Raptors fans are waiting on, he's in the finals too. Franz mm-hmm. Wagner, mm-hmm. that's the, the guy that's been compared to Scotty Barnes since almost he was drafted. He's Same in the finals too. too. Yep. Yeah, like these guys are there. Um, Anthony Edwards, as great as a tournament he's had, he's probably going to be on the all-tournament team. He's not there. I don't right? think so. I actually um, don't think so. I don't think any member USA is going to be on. And that's not even slander. That's just my actual opinion. Like, and look, yo, we can talk no, about Eric. Edwards, Edwards, Edwards should be there. Edwards should like, be there. No, like not, Before not we me. get to... Arrogance. I just want to get this off, but like mm-hmm. this is another thing where it's like people are like, "Oh, like we're not taking a FIBA competition seriously or whatever." Luka Doncic said it a couple years ago or last year, where he said it's easier to score in the NBA than it is than it is in Europe. Yeah. And mm-hmm. what we're seeing is in the last like five years in the NBA, they've made their product more uh, pleasing aesthetically to the consumer by you know jacking up the points. There's just more points in the NBA. There's more easy points in the NBA. Everybody's scoring 20, 25 points easy. They have Bro, made we had offense like 30 a lot players in the league last year, average 20. Exactly. 30. 20 and, used to mean something, man. And part of the part of the cup cupcakeification of the NBA is that when you go out to play real basketball, like the real like FIBA basketball, like this tournament we just watched is probably the most competitive basketball we've seen in yeah. like outside of like maybe the NBA finals or like the last two rounds of the NBA playoffs where you yeah. know both sides are actually like dialed in and trying and playing good basketball and those are only like the top four teams in the nba and -hmm. it's like well if the majority of the nba is playing bad basketball for most of the season or playing like very like you know like an entertainment friendly style of basketball then you have to really question is like are these guys like they might be the best athletes there's no question that the usa is the best athletes and the most talented basketball players but they might just not have the pedigree to compete at the international level anymore because every other country is actually out there playing five on five basketball. Like they're playing real basketball. Like you're telling me like the amount of like, Hey, if, if you haven't already go check out the Euro basket YouTube channel, that is like a fantastic. Oh my God. Basketball content channel. channel. Like you'll sit there and you'll watch a 10 minute video and you actually learn something about basketball. I'm like, this is incredible. And you know, they'll cut in like, you know, your casual jokes here and there, but I'm like, Oh, these European teams are like running like actual sets. Like they have like all five players in motion. And then you're watching Team USA. It's like, all right, two man action. Boom. Let's go. Let's get it quick. Let's go into ISO. And I'm like, man, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a gap. And I, I truly do question. I want I can't wait for the Olympics because I think Canada plays a good style of basketball. And I think it's going to get better as like the familiarity grows. Jordy gets to be here for another year. Like him just hopping on and, you know, trying to put stuff together you know, and build relationships with these players, like, on the fly. That's incredible. And that also, like, shout out, like, the leadership on this Canadian roster. Like, I don't think a single person, like, from 1 to 12 or 15, I don't know how many guys are on the team. I got, I forget. 12, but 12. 12. 12, yeah. I don't think any of them brought an ego. Yeah, I agree, uh, man. With them, which is incredible because, like, that's how that's you get you buy-in. 
Yeah. And you know, you can't really say that about the USA roster. Like, what is it going to be? Like, is team USA going to need like Steph Curry to come and be like the tone setter for the the entire team and be like, Hey, if I'm not coming here with an ego, why the hell are all you guys coming here with an ego? And maybe well, that's why did, it, right? Why do you need to be told that? Like, what what has anybody on Team USA done so far to come in with an ego? Like, no, for real. Like, Tyrus see, Halliburton that's... has he made the playoffs? Mikael Bridges, okay. Yeah. I honestly, he might. He, he, he should have a bigger ego than most players. I have no issues with Mikael Bridges. I like him a lot. Cam Johnson barely played. Brandon Ingram was never happy in his role. Never really did much. Didn't play the last couple of games. Oh my god, pa- Paolo Banchero, literally a rookie. Bobby Portis, a champion, sure, but get yourself ejected. And like, you're like a. Like a six man, like all right, like what, what kind of ego is a six man coming in with? Yo, Anthony also, Edwards, Netflix star, Jalen Brunson won one round with the Knicks. Josh Hart, like Jaron Jackson Jr. won Defensive Player of the Year, can't grab three rebounds. I'm not even kidding. Oh Walker gosh. Kessler, another rookie, and then Austin Reeves. Like, there's no, there's no one even should come in with an ego. Like, what are we talking about here? But I think you know the only point I push back on is like this isn't even necessarily like you know the USA like can't play a FIBA game like I'm loving the fact that Canada and Germany in particular and I didn't watch as much of the Lithuania game but like these teams played a quote-unquote American style played up and down with the U.S. you know spaced the floor stretched it you know played smaller at times when they needed to they just out executed the United States at even an NBA style game for example and I, and I love that because when you think about it in the past it was like when, when when USA lost to like Greece or when they lost to like you know Argentina, those these teams like that, like those teams slowed it down a lot more, and it was as you mentioned more in the half court style. Canada went full court with the United States and just beat them, and we had the best player on the floor too. So I mean, look, I get that USA has more in the, in in the reserves, but like just bring them out, man. What are you afraid? Like let's just see the best versus where's, the best. That's what competition is. The, I can respect if they win or lose. Yeah, where is the uh, the awareness about the international game regarding the hey. international game? Where is it? Like you're entering a game where you know the basketball is it's incredible in terms of ball movement, but also one of the biggest things in international basketball is size. Size is important. Yeah. And and who do they bring? Rebounding is important. Who do they bring? Their two biggest guys, Jaron Jackson, who every time a rebound comes near him, he does that like Al Horford jerk motion. At the hey. remember Al Horford when that Yeah, yeah. yeah. Free throws brick and he does yeah does that little ah. yeah that's Jaron Jackson I don't understand why where's the leadership St- Steve Kerr like this yeah, is, is this is where I'm getting at Steve Kerr because he has say with the selection right yeah where's the leadership where's the pedigree where's the rebounders where's the size glaring glaring disadvantages USA walked into this tournament with and, and um hey, they were taken listen. advantage of. We can talk about selection all, all you want, but again, like what are the band-aid solutions is bringing a 35-year-old Steph Curry, a 36-year-old Draymond or 34-year-old mm-hmm. Draymond, um, uh, getting Joel Embiid to become American, basically be yeah, uh, what play are for we America doing, instead man? of France. Like, run, every like, other country could do the nationalization game, but USA, really? Like, come on. And and like I'm talking about the ages of these guys. Like, Lou, how old are the guys on the Canadian roster? Well, we we are twenty five and under team, kind of exactly. Like, Kel- Kelly's the, the oldest, like the oldest and, guy, really here. So, like minutes. again, like you can talk about, oh, U.S. didn't the U.S. didn't bring their best guys. Well, these are the guys that are next up. Like, who are the mm-hmm. who are the next guys up? Like those guys, mm-hmm. like have one right. tournament left in them. This is the last Olympics for Steph Curry, probably maybe. That's got so, yeah, that's a, like that's, this that's is that's it, a right? Good point. So yeah, that's then, a good point. Where, who's coming up next? This team, I'm laughing. 
Hey, right, Canada's yeah. in their bronze bronze era, uh, bronze age today. Gold is up next. I promise you that. Damn, it's gonna be a fun Olympics. I I I expect Canada. I hope that they medal. If you can get Jamal Murray, is healthy, you can bring your full team healthy, and really put your straight like best foot forward. You know, medal in this oh, Olympics. Man. I don't know what Team USA is gonna do, but if Canada can medal in this Olympics, that's oh man, that's heat. And then that next yep. Olympics, gold, gold. If anybody, that's um, be a new standard. If anybody's listening to this who knows Jamal Murray personally, please send him a message now, as early as possible. We don't want another deep playoff run. Sorry, Denver Nuggets fans, we don't. <laughs> oh my god, what? We don't want another deep playoff run. We want okay. Jamal to be happy. Well, not. I mean, he's not going to be happy, but we want him to be healthy, ready for this Olympics run, because I'm telling you now. Again, this goes for Serbia as well when they get Jokic. When some of these teams in the top seven, eight are full strength, it's it's an issue. Like mm. you you add Jamal Murray and Andrew Wiggins to this. Ooh. Shaden Sharp if he takes a step forward. Benedict Mather if he takes a step forward. Okay. Andrew Nembard, who all, yep. in my eyes has already taken a step forward. Oh, this team needed a backup point guard so badly. Oh, well, we could definitely use Andrew. Like yep. Canada is set up beautifully. And Asad, Asad made a good point. Like a really good point. These are these this USA team that we're seeing now is the is the team that's next up. All these guys who have won medals, all these gold medals, they're all old. Mm-hmm. You, you, you could even say Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry won a gold medal. These yeah, guys Kyle are Lowry older did guys all the now. hustle things that like none of these guys on the USA was doing. Like Why one guy, it? Josh Hart, was playing like a hustle player, and he'd even hustled out. Like here's the thing: I kept hearing on all these podcasts, you know, like the they were, they loved they ate up this quote about Josh Hart is he wins he turns 50-50 balls into 70-30 balls. And I was like, all right. Like, yeah, I, can, I get it. Josh Hart rebounds well for a small guy, for sure. There's no mm-hmm. doubt about that. But then I'm watching this game, and I'm like, Lou Dort beat him to every loose ball. Yeah. Lou Dort's a Josh dog. Hart had one rebound in this game. I think that, yeah, one rebound, one defensive rebound. Lou Dort had four. And I was even saying out to yeah. the Spain game, bro, Lou Dort wins. If, if that's 70-30, Lou Dort wins 80-20 balls. And and let me I, say something real quick. All rebounds are not equal. Lou Dort was getting up there, and he was fighting for rebounds. Yeah. Like, yeah, a lot of these were hungry, just rip man. it out of your hand. Yeah. yeah, and just he's to quickly a dog. like tie a bow on this under thirty USA. Like, who's actually solving this roster's problem? You're telling me adding Jason Tatum to this team would have solved the problem the, the problems that this roster have? That Jalen Brown would have solved the ro- problems in this roster? Trey Young, Bam would have done a lot. Bam, I, I, I like, think Bam would have done a lot. You're talking about Bam out of bio helps. Maybe Evan Mobley helps once he gets like yeah. gets full uh, size. Maybe a Scotty Barnes or Scotty Barnes takes a star leap, he could help. But even then, mm-hmm. like there's why some was he not on the select here. team? By the way, I feel like yeah. he could have been involved in the program. That He's been weird. involved in the past, yeah. That but was hey, weird. Like, that's that's how their program's running, and I'm not going to complain look, about Scotty's it. game would actually play really well in international. Like, he's physical, he's bulky, he rebounds, he plays unselfish, he shares it. Doesn't shoot yeah. it, obviously, well enough, but like... Like when like when Paolo Banquero, you know, actually tried on defense, he looked really good. <laughs> but uh, yeah. unfortunately, you know, that's, that's a thing that's tough to ask for American players, at least but from this like, tournament. They're willingly so. playing him at five. Like, again, like, I don't know. Whatever. They, Guess, they what? Guess, what? Guess what? Guess what? Guess what, everybody? The Toronto Raptors somehow, some way, get the last laugh. Dennis Schroeder is in the finals of the FIBA World Cup. And Darko Rajakovic, who's the Toronto Raptors' new head coach, is Serbian. Mm. And his team, his national team, is in the World Cup final. Um, trying to make one more connection really quick. I'm trying to think. Isak Banga, former, former Raptor? 
huge block. Oh, I mean, USA. I guess, I guess, I guess Scotty Barnes can laugh. He can, he can laugh at Team USA for not being selected to the select team. I mean, the select teams, whatever. I mean, we don't know if he got, wasn't selected or what, what the process was and all that kind of stuff. But regardless, yeah, I, his, I, I, I'm even saying decision. even him could have helped with the situation, man. Yeah, but you know what's really weird? And you mentioned I was trying to mention him earlier. Um, Bam Adebayo, you're gonna catch strays now too because this is a slander pod. Like I said, there's no rules. Oh, okay. What are you? Who do you think you are? You're too good for a team like this, bro. This is why I said this guy. Go. Yo, this is why you should no play. pull, huh? He's on the coaching staff. He <laughs> yeah, can't no get this guy to come. Eric Spolstra is the lead assistant. I mean, maybe not in name, but he is the clear lead assistant in terms of NBA pedigree for this team. Like yeah. I said, he's a better head coach. To me, he's the best head coach in the world right now. Yeah. yeah right. Sorry, true, yeah. sorry, Greg Popovich. Like, I'm not gonna do the whole oh this history, blah 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 blah. Right now, to me, Spolstra is the best head coach in the world. So you're telling me. I mean, I'm not going to go back into why he should be the, the head coach, but you're telling me Spolster couldn't get Bam Adebayo to play for this team? He would have been huge for this team. He would have been huge. Like, Bam is the is. I mean, not to say he they wouldn't want gold with him. Mm. To be quite honest, I don't know if he really would have changed. No, but you, you know, get you give Bam. Let's say you brought Bam and Jimmy to this group, they probably win gold. An actual rebounder. Bam's a guy that plays hard, and guess yeah. what? He has a little bit of pedigree too. With whether yeah. people like it or not, he's won a gold medal. You know, no, it's fair. So. That's fair. Um, yeah, I mean, if again, if I'm, if I'm Nigerian, I'm laughing at Bam. You, sh- you should have represented Nigeria because apparently you're too good for this, for this B team or C team, whatever you want to call this team, USA team. And it's, and it's embarrassing, honestly, because Bam, you're not that guy. You're okay. really just not that guy, bro. You're not, you know, who well, would have been perfect for be this team starting too? center for USA next summer. I'm telling you. Yeah. Last guy who would have been perfect for this team, Jimmy Butler. This team needs heart. Yo, they need pedigree. They need. Yeah, Jimmy would have been perfect. Um, who they? Who they they just win the to game Germany? today, no doubt. No, no doubt in my mind oh my they win gosh. this game today. Hundred percent. Sorry, Canadian fans. But here's Jimmy, the thing: if Jimmy's Jimmy, there, they win. Jimmy actually yeah. values work life work life balance. Unlike the three of us here, because uh, you guys are pulling all nighters, and I and I slept four hours. This overnight is insane. To, Will it's game, seven? But... It's seven fifty in the morning. I woke up on fr- uh, what, what day is it? So it's technically Sunday. I yeah. mean, no, it is Sunday. Um, it, it I woke up on Sunday, Saturday at, at nine in the morning, which for me was sleeping in. And I've been up, we're approaching 23 hours and I feel like I still, I can't sleep. Why Canada basketball? Why did you guys do this to me? Now I'm a kind of upset. I want to sleep. All right. This is well, going to be the first NFL Sunday week. And I just, I want to enjoy it. And technically we did this to ourselves. Cause uh, we said 15 minutes and we on 44 minutes of, of the, of the part two of this banter pod. But, uh, yeah, I appreciate both of you guys, man. Thank you for being here for a historic moment. You know, I, I still remember one of the best pauses the, the the three of us ever did, along with Alex, was uh, when when the Raptors won the championship. That one for like that pod was maybe like two hours, I think, mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was also at the crack of dawn, so uh, I think I it was over two hours. It probably was, honestly, because again, yeah. I remember going to sleep right afterwards for like two hours and then catching a flight. So. Um, mm-hmm. that's sort of the same exhaustion I feel currently, but, uh, I appreciate you guys, uh, what follow Sahal Abdi online at Sahal Abdi do you got the account, right? So, you know, mm-hmm. that's straightforward. Follow Assad on Twitter, Swart Lasers. Uh, if, if you guys like big brother Canada updates, uh, these two have you covered. Um, I haven't responded oh in the gosh. DMS for like three days. Cause it's just like, Oh, Perry is is HOH this week. Ha ha ha. And I'm like, all right, like I don't care about this. But <laughs> shots to big, big Brother Canada though. I do like the show. Uh but yeah. yeah, yeah, I appreciate you guys for coming on the program, all right?
We are we are watching the American version right now. Oh my bad, Big my Brother, bad, my bad. Big Brother Sorry. Canada is a is a great show. I just wanna I wanna say that really quickly. Yo, actually um, though, yeah, that's why I'm not watching. That's right, because I I, I, <laughs> I rate uh, Arissa Cox over um, uh, Judy Chen, I think. Yeah, yeah, Judy okay. Chen, legend. Wow. Um, do me a favor, uh, title this O'Shea. Can you see? Uh, <laughs> one more thing. One more thing before we we that or at least be. I head out. What's up? <laughs> gotta be from out of town yo yeah. salute to miley man I, I i'm happy that she embraced like the country singing voice and all this kind of because i actually really enjoy her singing now but she went through yeah. a phase man she went through an awkward phase for sure but, uh, last but not least, sorry, this is up? really the last but not least. Shout okay, out to the right. Philippines for hosting a fantastic hey, tournament. Salute to the Philippines, man. Oh my gosh. What those a tournament. Are, I love those fans, man. I'm going to be honest. Uh, whoever the FIBA president is, no disrespect. Again, don't ever put the tournament in the Philippines again. Nothing to do with <laughs> Yo, the Philippines. Come on, but man. their time zone is crazy. Yeah, I've watched tough. three 4 a.m. games this week. And I'm sorry if I sound arrogant this that's insane like i'm never do it in europe do it in africa do it in south america north america we can't do philippines again i can't i can't i'm sorry um or just play the games yeah. in the morning and we solve a lot of these issues but uh shout out to all the filipinos out there all the, my the filipinos, brothers man. and sisters all right yeah. aside anything you want to go to sleep no, nah, I'm cooked, bro. I'm going to see you. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Very review, subscribe to The Raptor Show. And uh, congrats once again to Team Canada on Bronze. <laughs>